Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Rulery's podcast. Flav, I've just mm. seen the news this morning that Kulisevsky's out in the North London derby. And is he honestly, out or is he a doubt? When you say, new, when you say news, is this the, based on the uh, the tweet by We Are Tottenham TV? Dan Kilpatrick's gone with it now, saying that he's come back and he's had scans and he's looking doubtful for the North London derby. I'm not sure you're going to start it anyway. I mean, it's a, it's a shame, but it's not going to... Do you not think... I'm really rattled by it. Honestly, I'm really rattled by it. I'm really fucking annoyed. Like, I think he's what like, I'm not. How can you be annoyed? I'm just a ball I'm... of. I'm a ball of like impotent rage. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I just like thrash. You know when you like grit your teeth and like ball your fists and you just like <laughs> <laughs> breathing through your nose or heavy. Yeah. You're just annoyed and you don't oh, know where I, to. 
push I, it. I can get frustrated. Annoyed's a bit of. Um, I, 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 mate, feel how you want to feel. I'm not. I'm not going to tell you how, how you should feel. Um, look, it's yeah, it's frustrating. There always seems to have, be this this issue when we play Arsenal, we lose one of our better players. But I mean, I'm hoping, and we've talked about this when we did the pod on the the, the fighting cock the other day. Is I'm hoping he goes to a three-five-two anyway, and Kulusevski doesn't fit in that. And um, so I, I, don't, I think our best chance, Kulusevski doesn't start anyway, as mad as that sounds. But he will. I think he'll go three-three-four-three, and Richarlison will start. Um, and in a way, you want Richarlison in this game because he thrives off this shit. He's, he scored a good goal against them before when he was playing for Everton, didn't he? I think at the at the Emirates, and he did. Yeah, the goal. The, it, yeah. But but the goal, yeah, for sure, the goals are a massive part of it. But his needle and his ability to get under the skin and disrupt play when Arsenal want complete, complete control, I think that would be really useful in the game. Do you, do you see those shades of Van der Vaart in, in Richarlison? Sort of lamellary, Van der Vaart-y kind yeah, of? Definitely yeah, definitely. Sort of shithouses. Um, but Van der Vaart was like different gravy as well. Whereas um, I don't think Richarlison or certainly not. Um, who did you say? Lamella. Yeah, Lamella weren't as good as Van der Vaart was. I, f- I forget that you, you don't really like Richarlison, do you? I, I do like... I don't... I, I haven't seen enough from him yet to be super excited, is all I'm saying. I love him as a person. I've just got... Sometimes I see a player play and I've got... I just get that, oh God, I'm not sure about him feeling. And I've been wrong, significantly wrong many, many times, but I can't help. That's the way I feel. I kind of feel a bit like... He's a level below what we need, but I might be, I might be, I might be completely wrong. And the fact that Conte's playing him and starting him just shows you what I fucking know. Nothing. I, I know what you mean to a degree. See, because I'm not going to completely throw you under the bus on it, because yeah. I know what you mean. When I heard this news this morning about Kulusevski being out, and people are like, oh, "Don't worry, we've got Richarlison." There is that bit of me. It's like. Mm. Yeah, he's not as good as Kulusevski. No, you know, and so I, I do, I do know where you come from. I do love Richarlison, though. I do think, like, yeah, so do I. I do think, like you say, for the for the needle and stuff, and maybe that's kind of what you need. I mean, let's not forget Kulusevski's a fucking gooner anyway. So uh, he's he's probably just he's probably in, <laughs> he's probably not even injured. One. He's not injured. <laughs> I don't. He, I, he, he that clip was taken out of context. He was talking about a. He's talking about Kulusevski. The interview he did where he's talking about Arsenal. Oh yeah, that, I, I, don't, I don't care though. Really, I'm just, I'm just. Well, you did when it happened. You was quite angry. I, about I was quite it. again. You was angry again. Stop being <laughs> getting so angry. At everything. Do I need to go on um, some sort of mind? Do I need to... yeah, thank you. What's that I... app? Yeah, have you seen it? I always get targeted with it, which is probably telling as well. Um, <laughs> Mindfulness it's... app or something. Yeah, I think mind. so. It might yeah. be just called Mind. Yeah, and it's, it always does this little like when I'm playing on this stupid little like bejeweled blitz game. I I sync time into when I'm. Yeah. <laughs> The ads that come up on that, it'll be it'll have this like little breathing exercise where it's like breathe in for like fifteen seconds, then exhale for fifteen seconds. I do. I go along with it, and it, it, it it's quite nice. I do. I one hundred percent. I agree that it would. It's a good thing to do. I um. It's so boring though, isn't it? Oh yeah, god, just it lie down in your bed and listen to a speak for twenty minutes. I was like, I don't want to. I'd rather play UFC four. <laughs> That'll that'll calm me down. <laughs> I try to I try to read as well before bed. That's one of my mindfulness. I go That's for good. walks and reading. That's sort well, of. I have know. to I have to walk the dog every day, but reading before bed. The problem is, I generally often go to bed, you know, have having had alcohol, and I can't read then. Um, so, but when I do read, it is the best way to fall asleep. 
It's nice, isn't it? Especially yeah, if you're cool. reading something boring. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? That, it's funny you say that. I've actually, I've been lying in bed at times and thinking I can't sleep and it's like 4am and I need to work tomorrow. I need to get some a couple more hours. And I've typed in the, I typed it, Googled what is the most boring passage of uh, writing on the internet and it's about rubber production. And uh, it, it genuinely works. It's, it's actually been created to send you to sleep. Might have a yes. look for that. Yeah. Have you ever tried? Uh, have you ever tried to read Infinite Jest? No, because that's a good one to sort of send it. I think it's what's his name, David Foster Wallace, isn't it? I've never heard of it. Um, it's like it's one of those, but it's a very like kind of navel gazing hipster book. Um, David right. Foster Wallace was a bit of an interesting character. They uh, there was that there's I can't remember what the name of it. The, there was a film made about him with. Um, Oh fuck! It's quite a big film. Um, I can't remember, well. but but basically, in, Infinite Jest is like one of those things. It's like a rites of passage for any sort of "I am so smart, I am" type people to read. But nobody really. It's it's, it's blabbering nonsense. Like I'm sure it's I'm sure it's I'm sure there's I'm something gonna... in there, but I, I've tried to get through it and I read a fair amount and I've tried to get through it and I can't. So if obviously, if even I can't get through something, yeah, it must be nonsense, you know? Yeah. It's like naked lunch. I don't know if you ever read that. Oh, that's a load of shit. Really? Oh, just shit. Honestly, I, I think, Eddie, do you know what as well? Do you know what else is shit? Jack Kerouac. People go yeah. on about him. Fuck yeah. him, man. He's a wanker. Yeah. Like, he's shit. He's a no shit. else is well overrated. Bukowski. But yeah. I'm just gonna say it. Just gonna say it. Just throw it out there. That's it. Do you know? Do you know what shit as well? Breaking Bad. It is the most overrated show on earth. Oh, it's no, I'm poor. Not, I'm not with you then. Not with you yeah, then. Well, Love yeah, it. Fuck you. Let's uh, let's talk about Tottenham and Arsenal because like, I wanted to get you on, mate. Because I I always remember like I think you and I always have the sort of the most visceral. They stink. I hate them. Rats. Type reactions. To rats. Them. We've got a latest episode um, just released the fighting cock like an hour ago. And it's called rats, because <laughs> that's that's Sat. essentially that's it's perfect for them. They are the scurrying little rats that have infiltrated our our home. They're and, good again, um, though. They're good again now, aren't yeah, they? It's, fucking, it's annoying. I, when you say good again now, like that's suggesting that they are going to be good for three years. Whereas they've played seven games, mate. They're, right, they've got some good results. They lost against United. They haven't played anyone decent. They've got a small squad that they've spent a fortune on. And they've got to play another 50 games this season. That What you're seeing now isn't what Arsenal are going to be this season. Trust me. Um, and if it is, it's going to be fucking horrible. But, you know, we beat them and we're above them on points, despite all the furore about them. I, I definitely know what you're saying, because I do think... I think one of my biggest things about them at the moment is their current level is definitely unsustainable. Like, we're, we're keeping pace with them and we're not playing to the sort of the best of our ability at all. We all know that. We saw how Spurs were playing at the tail end of last year when we were kind of at it. And Arsenal look like they have kind of come out the block. Gabriel Jesus obviously has his point to prove. He's playing like fucking two players in one at the moment. That ain't going to last for an entire well, season. Well, yeah, but how about he score three goals? Uh, yeah, Son did that in 14 four. minutes. I think he's assisted quite a few though, to be fair. Fucking, right, you know. And he's looking good. He is looking good, but... <coughs> If he goes, what is it, Eddie and Ketia? Who again is all right, isn't he? But look, it's not. Uh, they're gonna. They are a good side. It's not. They can't deny that. It's not. This is a better side than Arsenal were have been in the last five years. But 
under Arteta, it's taken him what four years and probably three hundred between three hundred and four hundred million pounds, and they've recouped nothing. They've they've received nothing. You could say, oh, 400, 300, 400 million pounds. Well, Spurs have done something similar in the side. Yeah, but we're balancing the books, right? What Arsenal aren't doing, they're speculating, which is, as fans, you want to see, but it's unsustainable. In the same way that their form is unsustainable, so is their spending. They they can't do this every every summer, spend 130 million pounds. They need to recoup. You can't. You, the, the Premier League spending rules is 115 million pounds speculation. Uh, oh, I fucking remember. I'm gonna butcher it now, but it's essentially unsustainable what they're doing. Um, so they've, they've, this is their lot. They've gambled on this. There isn't going to be another 150 million to spend next year unless they they're willing to to break FFP rules. Um, so we'll see. But th- if this is everything they can be, and their squad, like I say, is small, and they have to start rotating, and then um, they'll have to absolute. They'll, they'll have to sustain this form through 60 games with a squad that isn't big enough to do it so don't I don't worry it's frustrating it's annoying but I don't think they'll be there I don't they might not even finish in the top four what if they like Leicester it though that's the thing I sort of <laughs> if they just get one if they get one Premier League out of the mire of all this do you know what I mean after City yeah. have dominated it Chelsea have dominated it Liverpool have come so close so many times if Arsenal just almost just come in the back door just get a Premier League and fuck off again after we've yeah. had years of getting so close, it would just be so like, and that's, I think typical. that's the fear, right? That's yeah, the fear. Yeah, I understand. You know? I understand. Because I've definitely yeah. got it. I'm, I'm, I'm completely unashamed now in the fact that like, I've been mugging them off for years, but now I'm kind of like, I think they're in a, because I, I definitely, I don't disagree with anything that you're saying. Um, the FFP stuff and everything, I think it's annoying, but at the end of the day, in the sort of the visceral heat of, the day itself, the match, the game, when you're playing against them, all that shit goes out the window, right? It's just of course a, it does, yeah. about fucking beating them, you know? and Or not losing. Yeah, or not losing, which is would be a nice start at the Emirates, right? Because we just... Why why do we always shrink there? I don't get it. Even when we've been so, so much better than them. Because we have been better than them, let's be honest, for under close to a decade we, now. Under Pochettino, we didn't shrink there. But under everybody else, we have. Um, we, this will be Conte's first game there last season we had Nuno in charge remember um, and then when we played them at White Hart Lane with Conte uh, we demolished them so it's I don't know why though there, it's clear that there is some sort of issue and I don't, I'm not sure well we'll see if, if that issue persists when you've got what Kulisevsky says is someone obsessed by success and obsessed by winning we haven't had as driven a manager uh, probably ever since Bill Nick the, the, than Conte and maybe Birkinshaw because he he delivered but Conte's intensity is something I've never seen before Pochettino was something else like he's there was a sort of great manager but different, a slightly different approach it was emotional bit. wasn't it it was like an emotional kind of come on we're all in this together lads bottled yeah. lightning type thing yeah, but you kind of wasn't surprised when we fell over. We, we didn't. We fell over at the final moment. Like I don't know what it was. Uh, and like I'm, this is, I'm not bashing him. He's brilliant. I love Pochettino still. Um, but uh, yeah, Conte's intensity is some, something else. And even if we go to Arsenal and lose, it it doesn't really define what's going to happen this season, in my opinion. Although having to deal with that is a different thing. You know, just the fallout of it 
having to make fucking talk about it constantly and then you know i don't really get much grief from from fans but you know anything like that you just have to sort of suck up and bend over and take because uh that is the the nature of the beast these sort of things though they are they are sort of they are part of a, a of a bigger story though right because i i definitely know like i definitely know what you mean and i've seen a lot of people say this that even if we lose to arsenal it doesn't matter what we're it doing matters what we, well yeah I, I mean i don't think people don't mean it, it doesn't matter in in that sense but in terms of our overall ambition if we keep winning games like we have been this season against teams that we normally slip up against that's how you win titles and things like that that's how conte won it with chelsea he just kept winning all of the games and then when it came to the top six games let's hope you know kind of thing <laughs> yeah um but when you're sort of looking at things like these these games, like it's we're, t- we're top of the table, right? It's a top of the table clash already. Yeah, it's against us, sort of our historic, our, our biggest rivals in a ground that we I think we've won twice. We've won twice at the Emirates in it, in its existence. Once in the League Cup, once in the Premier League. That's right. Yeah. Like the, these things, it does it does tell part of a bigger picture, doesn't it? Right. If if you if you want to sort of talk about Tottenham, that's changed. That's a different Tottenham under a team like Conte, under under a manager like Conte. Yeah, you've got to be turning up in these games that we don't normally turn up against. I mean, Danny Kelly was going on about this on the on the Athletics pod the other day, saying that he he interviewed Martin Yole once and was saying one of the main things you've got to do, Martin, is make sure you beat Arsenal and you beat Chelsea because we never beat them. And he said that Martin Yole was quite affronted by that. He was like, you know, results that have happened before I was here have got nothing to do with me. So. You know, don't bring that to me. And it's like, but it doesn't. And he did beat Chelsea. He did. Yeah, he did. First time in what? I think Premier League or something. 20, uh, Twenty-one years or something mental. But we, if we, we just got we, we cannot. I mean that that game last year, the the Nuno Espirito Santo game, which was that was. I mean, yeah, I know it was a Manchester United game after we got sacked, but that that Arsenal game was that was the end of it for Nuno. Everybody at that point knew this fella doesn't have it. Like yeah, it's, this is not. I've never, yeah. ever, even when we've been shit, mate, have you ever seen us turn up at Arsenal as bad as that? No, no, it was, it was appalling. I mean, we had the we had a twenty minute spell in the second half where we should have had a penalty and Kane missed the sitter, and you know we we won. What was it? Three one in the end, weren't it? So, yeah, but but clean, like clutching at straws massively. We weren't. We weren't. It was horrendous. They, they could have been five or six clear in that first half, man. Like yeah. it was, they were pretty profligate in that. But do, but don't you think like if we you know because there is a lot of like lording Conte and I do and I'm not I'm not just playing into this oh I don't really like Conte shit I'm just saying if we are kind of to to believe that Conte is this kind of messiah he is this second coming he is somebody that's going to take Tottenham on to this next level it surely is games like this where we have to like it's it 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 is in isolation it doesn't matter about an entire season this game is everything right. He has to just put everything into this. I mean, yes, but as a fan, yes, but as a manager, it, he he will deliver the things that we expect him to do over thirty-eight Premier League games. Um, there is a reason why Spurs are unbeaten thus far, and some games like Chelsea, it didn't work. But we we were there and we got the point in the end. Um, I, I'm desperate for us to come and turn up and actually play Arsenal and, and, and 
be involved in the flow of the game whereas often when we go there we're just sort of passengers until we get a moment to break or from a corner or from some sort of set piece but it's if he plays a 3-4-3 I think we are going to see more of the same where we're sitting back and, and we hand over the midfield to Arsenal and and that's why I want to play a five man mid, well, put, put, put five across the middle or three in the middle rather that, that makes more sense because so, it means that we it will be combative but it's, it'll be the same story of us sitting and, and waiting for the counter. So, because that's what we're best at. That's what our playing staff enable us to do best. Um, there's no coincidence that Jose Mourinho and Conte have played a similar style because two of the very best managers in the world think that that's the best way for us to play football. So that must be the truth, right? You can't argue with Jose Mourinho and Conte playing a similar style. They must see the, see, see the same things. So if that is the way we're going to play... And it may not be throughout the season, but currently that's where we're going to play. We have to just accept it. Um, but it does mean that it will seem as though Arsenal are uh, have control and are playing better while we sit and wait for opportunities for, for them to mess up. But I want three in that midfield just because I think still, I think it's weak. I think they're like physically weak. Like that, if Vieira plays, he's like tiny. It's like fucking Hoybier should be able to snap him within five minutes. Um, give him too much space and he'll control the game so it's um yeah i don't know man i, I don't I, i'm expecting us to start slowly but uh, but it doesn't mean if that does that we should all start screaming at the rooftops that this isn't working it's just this is the way we play and this is the way we have got results and spurs under conte don't lose easily we don't lose typically you know look at the amount of uh was it two league games He's lost three league games since he's joined. I think so, yeah. Not many at all. And in that time, we've played everybody. Home and away, pretty much. Apart from Arsenal. You know, we went to Liverpool. Should have beaten twice last season. That Anfield game was it's the best I've ever seen us play, though, I think. Even times yeah, for... when we've won, you know. I know. Which is, I think, once or twice. I remember Luka Modric scoring that penalty, didn't he, I think? 2 nil. Yeah, yeah. It's a... Uh, yeah, I think that's my sort of... The biggest... Obviously, the biggest fear is that we we just get completely dominated by them because it is it is like you say there are those two contrasting styles, right? We're a team that likes to cede a lot of possession, let the other team have the ball, and let them kind of just sort of pass it about pretty limply. We've seen us do that yeah. all season, pretty much, right? And yeah. be pretty deadly on the counter attack because you know we've got the the players that we have, and hopefully now with Son looking the way that he is, that's going to be. A big concern for them. Um, yeah. My my big fear with them, though, is that like, they do just have that... Jesus, look, forever, for as much as we want to dig him out and say he's, you know, he's whatever, he's comparable with our fourth-choice player in Richarlison and all that type of stuff, Jesus is still a good player, right? And if... Yeah, my brilliant. My fear is that if they dominate the ball early, nick a goal, like they often do, you know, they often nick a goal early but against early us, on, like, yeah, 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 15, 20 minutes or so... They get one of those and then maybe get another one. They can just sit back and without someone like Kulusevski there, I don't know about us kind of creating chances. I don't think they will sit back. I think they're pretty gung ho. <coughs> <coughs> um, it was uh, against Manchester United where um, Arteta showed a tactical naivety, where he put Martinelli as a, I think it was a le left back at one stage, where he's just going for the game. I don't think they know to play one way, which is possession-based attacking football, which as a fan of Arsenal's, you would think that they were really enjoying that. 
um i don't think that they stop if if we go you know if he, if they if they go if they get a goal or two but also know that if they do score early it's not over man this is uh yeah i mean uh, you sound you sound quite anxious about the game i mean we're all anxious i fucking hate it i wish it wasn't happening but i'm more confident i think than you are Probably, and you know what? I'm <laughs> I'm not usually this anxious about the Arsenal game. There's just something about it this year because we're both. I, I found myself getting increasingly more anxious about Spurs. And I've spoken about this before. Just seeing like Kane sort of in the last throes of his Tottenham career, Son in the last throes of his, Lloris. It is starting to feel to me anyway a bit. And I, I'm not trying to be all neggy about it. Like we've had a great time and everything. And I'm sure Tottenham will be back again at some point down the line. We saw that when the Bale, Modric, everyone like that era finished. We, you know, there's there's always going to be a new era. There's going to be new players, and we're starting to see it with Kulusevski and people. But at the same time, you know, in Kane, Son, Lloris, we have three truly world class players. We got a world class manager in Conte, and I am sort of just feeling that burden of like, I, I really just in my lifetime once I want to see Tottenham just. A Premier League or a Champions League, just one of the big ones, <laughs> please. You know, yeah. And like this to me is like, even you know, my my, my dad's seventy now, and my dad's yeah. sort of saying like, you know, he he's saying like, yeah, I've never seen players like Kane and Son ever. Like Hoddle was great, you know, he can sort of just about remember Greaves and stuff. He loved Greaves when he was growing up, but you know, not as an adult sort of thing. And he's just kind of like, you know, just with these two, it's like Son and Kane. There's something else, and these are the sort of players that you win leagues with. You know, and for us to like go through this, not do anything, and then to see them sneak up, because it's, do you know, what I think a lot of it is is Twitter, and you really touched on something about the whole the Twitter algorithm, how you don't follow these people, but you still get served tweets from people oh, like mate, I hate it, you know, Well Beast. Do you see him on Twitter? One yeah, of those but I, names? I, well, like, I mute I, I, any, oh. any Arsenal account. I just mute as soon as I see them. I mute them. But so don't you find so. it even when you mute accounts, you still see some of them sometimes? So, if someone quote tweets them, it happens. Um, uh yeah I, I yeah I look I don't spend much time on on Twitter I I I very rarely read it uh because of this stuff all that and I and I've I've done my best to to close down those topics like it will say you know European football and then you say I'm not interested in this tweet and then the Twitter just finds a way the algorithm finds a way of serving you this stuff because it's it's lifeblood obviously it's an algorithm so it doesn't know what it's doing but it it is fucking shit to use. Twitter is an absolute shit app. Um, there are some good stuff on there. Good things happen. But generally, I think Twitter is a massively negative place. So I don't spend much time on it other than to tweet stuff from the Fighting Cock account or, or or mine. And when I tweet something, typically I'll, I'll mute the conversation because I am i don't want to, especially if it's football related, I don't want to fucking, I don't want to hear from fans of other football clubs. I couldn't give a fuck what any of them have to say. Do you, uh, do you? I mean, are you hopeful about the game? Do you think we can beat them? I mean, of course we can beat them. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that we can that that we won't lose. Um, and you'd probably take a draw now, right? So for that, I'm not. I think that anxiety. If you took this out, if you if you if you took out the what the game means, you can't talk about it in that way, really, because. It doesn't matter how hopeful you are of, of getting a result. You have to go through it, and that's the painful bit. Even like if we get beat, you can then process it and, and deal with it. But we talked about, I've talked about this a lot on the fighting cock, is 
is not knowing is worse than knowing. And even mm. if knowing is the is is us losing two nil or three nil, then you can kind of deal with it. But right now we're in this moment of not knowing. And um, but this again, like I keep saying, this isn't the Tottenham that have been there, you know, through the last thirty years. And and then since it opened, you know, what's it got to be open about 15, 16 years now. But 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 hybrid before it. It, it's this is this Tottenham is different, and it's been different for a while. And we haven't been turned over. I mean, the Nuno bit was unfortunate, but we haven't been turned over massively um, there for for a long time. Um, and under Pochettino era, and and even the Redknapp era, as mental as those games were, this is a different thing now. And with Conte, it's a different thing. And with the the quality of our squad now, it's it's a different thing. So I'm I'm more. I, I get the jeopardy because they're top of the league and them winning seven out of eight is impressive. And, and you, you've got to look at them, not that I do, but they will start to start to think about being title challengers then. And you worry about the momentum that, that they've, they've built if they beat us. But on paper, if you remove the emotion, they're not better than us, I don't think. so. No, I, don't, I think we've got a much better squad than they do. And it's, and it's, small, it's small, the squad is small. You know, they, 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 there's very little depth there, and, and, and if they get a couple of injuries and they start playing games, and then they've got to play what, uh, City, Liverpool. The, ga- the games in October are pretty horrible for them, obviously, because they've had such an easy start. I don't know if you saw the article; it's statistically this easiest start in the Premier League, hands down, really? like, on what's expected to, based on the performances of the team. Don't you, know, you think, though, even with that stuff, though, they've done it. Though at least they've, they've yeah, they've yeah, won yeah, yeah. Them, it's, you know? it's hard, regardless of who you're playing in the Premier League. It's it's difficult to do what they've done. But in the you know the run at the, the end of last season we had to win six on the bounce and won five and drew away at Anfield. You know, so it's we we can do it as well. We haven't even clicked into gear yet. No, and we and we could finish. We we could be top by uh, lunch uh, by lunchtime or, or or you know by three, by the three o'clock kickoffs on Saturday. We could be top of the league, and we we haven't played well at all. Really, we've been functional and it's been a little bit stop start and, and Kane Son I, I haven't been firing and yet we could be top of the league the best team in the league by you know three o'clock so what happens when Spurs start to click well I mean that's that's what we've got hope for isn't it really that's the I mean if it starts on this game it'd be amazing <laughs> but if we if it doesn't it's not the end of the world as painful as it would be it's not the end of the world One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
It'd just be, I don't know, give them a look. I know for like for work and all that sort of stuff, you know, you find yourself talking to a, a, a an array of different characters and fans from different clubs and stuff. Yeah. When people aren't, you know, in performance mode, if you like. Yeah. What, what, what are most of these other people thinking? You know, some of the Arsenal lot or whoever you speak to. Suppose, like, yeah, Lee, Lee Judges is specifically the one I speak to. And I've got to say, and I've talk, said it many times, like he fucking hates Spurs and I respect it. Um, but like a like off camera when we're just chatting and there's no needle involved, he is he like he, they he, they fully respect what what's what's happening at Spurs and the fact that we've got Conte they don't like it, and we and the fact we we've we've strengthened our squad considerably they don't like any of it they they're as worried about us they're probably more worried about us than we are about them to be fair. Um, yeah, and that, that's what I would say. I think generally we are getting under the skin of a lot of people. People don't like the fact that Tottenham are in the position that they're in. Um, they still are very dismissive. All fans, in terms of what we've achieved in inverted commas, all they do, all of them, all the time, is talk about the trophies. That's it. And if that, because there's nothing left for them. We've taken away everything. We're not that... Sh- shit yellow bellied club anymore it's so boring though isn't it it's such yeah, a but, boring but, but like, it's all they've got like... mate because if, if they don't do that then they have to admit that Tottenham are a problem for for them a, a, a bigger problem for Man City than Man United, Man United will ever be this season they don't like that because it's not the status quo they like Tottenham being oh they play good for football but fundamentally they roll over for the big teams is that, that my, isn't... my old mate Boovy who's uh, giving you oh. a bit of that Boovy's a fucking like he knows what he's doing, and he's he's currently he's, he's world class at it. He's brilliant. He's a, I love him. I absolutely love him to bits. I love talking to him. I love watching him go, and um, his tweets are just it's the same. It's, a, it's the same post pretty much. There's our oh, Van Dyke's finished, and there isn't even discussion about it. And the little shrug emoji. <laughs> he just <laughs> the geezer's in IB for him, and he's still doing it. So I like, I rate it completely. And the thing is, is what can you say to him? What can you say? He's heard, oh, you're a glory hunter a million times. It doesn't affect him anymore. And he's, 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 he's witnessing a team that will run away with this league in pro- probably. I used to and see, got- yeah, when we were, when I worked, I used to work with him at 90 Min a few years back. And he, uh, I just remember going, sort of filming the little studio show that we used to do with troops. Yeah. Troops used to come in. God fucking hell. And I think Boovy must have been probably 1920 or something at that sort of point yeah and just seeing him like run rings around somebody like because troops is good at what you know you it might not be everyone's cup of tea but in terms of like his shtick and what he does like he sticks to it and he he knows what he's doing he also knows how to kind of command these spaces if you like yeah and just seeing like like i say seeing like a booby like 19 20 years old just sort of run rings around him and why genuinely wind him up genuinely sometimes when it'd be finished there'd be a bit of, like, tension in the air. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so, really? So you took it seriously? Sort of, yeah. You know, just... I think sometimes people do... I, I can't... I, mate, I cannot do any of that type of stuff. The sort of the well, butting we, heads. Yeah. Whenever you used to do... Like, you'd get uh, Five Live or Talk Sport or... And they'll get... Or Sky Sports are awful for it. Where they'd go, I want two fans on, right? We're going to give you 30 seconds each, right? And you, I want you to tell me why Harry Kane is better than Thierry Henry. I'm 41. I don't give a fuck about that. I don't yeah. want to have to have this slanging match with troops or whoever else it might be. 
It's embarrassing. I don't. It's not. It's like this wheel out the fans to perform and look at them. Look at the, look how they're, they're shouting at each other. Isn't it funny? Like fuck off. Have you ever? Um, I don't think you'll mind me telling the story. Uh, <laughs> Dan Kilpatrick. You know Dan Kilpatrick's got a good story of when he was kind of a, a fledgling journo. I think it's when he was uh, ESPN still back in the day. Yeah. And he got approached by somebody. I can't remember who it was. No, it might be when he was actually freelance still when he was doing his the Tottenham Way stuff. And I think he got approached by Sky or somebody um, to come and do like a North London, <laughs> a North London derby preview. And they, they were obviously very sketchy about the details. They're like, look, you know, we're going to get you on. And what we're going to do is we're going to get you and an Arsenal fan to sit in a cab. And uh, we're going to film <laughs> you just having a discussion in, a, in the back of a black cab go into the stadium kind of thing and then you'll jump out and cool, whatever yeah, and it'll yeah, all just it. be a discussion noise and Dan was kind of like oh mm-hmm. yeah I suppose so you know I mean but uh, you kind of have to do these things on the when you're coming up and you, yeah. you, these, these are ways for you to earn money and also you know build a profile for your podcast and I was guessing he was he must have sort of imagined well you know they know what I am I'm sort of I'm a writer and I'm you know I'm not a, I'm not a big exuberant character or anything like it's not a dig at Dan but I'm just saying you know he's not like a big character he's, he's professional yeah exactly and uh so he said he he, t- <laughs> he turned up for the <laughs> he turned up to, <laughs> to <laughs> fucking hell he turned up to shoot this thing and he's he's standing by this cab with like um <laughs> with the production crew and they were like oh yeah he'll be the Ars- yeah the Arsenal fan and they never told him who it was the Arsenal fan will be here in a minute it, it, yeah. it'll be yeah, all good yeah. and then <laughs> moments later he just sees round the corner bully you know <laughs> <laughs> the pirate <laughs> just, <laughs> just walk around the walk, walk around the corner and walk over to Dan and they were like bully so here's Dan, the Arsenal fan, and Dan said he even like put his hand out to give him a handshake, and Bully was like, "I'm not touching that." And oh then, my god! And Kilpatrick said at that moment he just he turned to the production and was like, "I'm not doing this. Sorry, I'm not, oh. I'm not doing it." Yeah, he said no. Yeah, he he was just like, "Actually, you know what? Nah, I'm not. I'm not, is, I'm not doing it." No, I get him. I respect him for that because that a lot of these production companies they don't give a shit. They just want you. They want they want the content. They don't care if they're putting you in a situation you're not comfortable with. Or would never do, which is why the first thing I mentioned when any, when any, any, whenever I'm asked to do this stuff is who is the Arsenal or who's the Arsenal fan? Who, who is it? If someone says it's Lee Judges, I'm like, I'll do it all day. I'll talk to him about football, Spurs, Arsenal, whatever it might be, because I know he's not an arsehole, right? But when I did, I did the Lad Bible stuff, got a call from Connor, who's the producer, one of the producers over there. And he's like, he's, you know, he's pretty much a mate now. And he went, who is it? Because he wants to do this. This is a format where you sit in on a table and they give you some questions. You have to argue and they move the pint. Do you strongly agree or agree to disagree, it's called. And he said, it's tight. And I'm like, fuck, mate, what are you asking me to do? And I'm sitting I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it. And, but if you, what, what, what are you, it's my job fundamentally in that instance. It's, do I do this? Does it damage me? Like, do I look like a wanker for even engaging in this conversation? Can I stand it? You know, for 45, and it was agony because I did it in the end. But also, Lad Bible's a really, it's a good platform. It isn't like a lot of some of the other channels out there that are not as, they've, they've nailed, they've turned the corner of what they used to be and they're really making great content. 
I think. Um, so I decided to do it, and yeah, it was it was it was bad. It was. I mean, the the, the show was all right, but. It was tough. It was just madness. It was nonsense. Well, it wasn't something hard I wanted. Work. I saw him on the thing with Bardy and Nathan as well. Overlap, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, like, I always just wonder, like, what the producers are... Because, yeah, we, we both work in a similar sort of field yeah. in this type of stuff. Surely they don't produce you, him. When you're creating content, right, you, you want to know that things are going to have a good kind of... They're going to have a good flow to them, right? They're going to They're going to sort of actually yeah, have some meaning to them and just seeing yeah, somebody like he hijacked it basically yeah which is not what it was about i don't know what they what well, you know do you know the first time he went on the overlap he was him and carragher had like a set to a back and forth which was relatively interesting because it was funny to having a fan having a go at a ex-premier league footballer so there was i can get that i understand it and the clip it clips it up and it went went mental and i think that's what they were looking for a bit more of that and he he obviously asked all tie is is arsenal like he doesn't, he doesn't see the production company. He doesn't see what's doing. He's just, I've got Arsenal as my agenda, and that's it. But it's, it, you know, you, that's what you're you're getting, and they, he's paid handsomely, you know, as well. That's the other thing. Like, well paid for this stuff. He, um, he's another one though. As soon as the, the the camera's off, I thought you just wore his Arsenal gear all the time. He got into normal clothes. I was like, what are you doing? Um, it was it was an okay conversation. It wasn't about football. It was a normal conversation. He turned into a normal human being, but he's it, all of us to some degree are playing a character. I'm not. No, you're not. I'm just you know. But I have to pretend to give a shit about the stuff you're talking about, right? So that's not a completely genuine. Like I like not talking about Spurs. Talking about your Spurs views, like obviously, or the fighting cock is yeah with Spurs lads is fine. But sometimes on the overlap, you're just like oh, I have to. What's the point of me being here if I'm not going to engage in these things? So, but I, I wouldn't choose to do it on, on on my podcast, for example. The frustrating thing with these type of formats, though, ultimately, is that you know, in that level of what have you ever won reductive stuff? It's like, well, we have won a lot of stuff, but yeah, we haven't won anything for a while. But yeah, it, it, placing Tottenham in a conversation like this, it does require that sort of more nuanced take on it. In that, look. In a in a sort of footballing landscape dominated by the likes of Man City and Chelsea, we have come a long way. We've really come a long way from this kind of whatever tin pot dead team that you lot all like to talk about over and mm. over and over again. We're not that anymore, no. and you just you can't handle it. Um, oh, mate, how I mean, how are we going to play? How are we going to play against Arsenal? Do you think? Because I can't see him ditching. His even even with this Kulusevski news, I know we all want him to put the three in the middle, but he just isn't going to do it, is he? No, he's going to play a three-four-three. I think with uh, Richarlison, Kane, and and Son, um, and and hope that we can have some control of the midfield. And if if we do, if we get if we can control the midfield in a three-four-three, then we're going to be really dangerous. And Arsenal will have to defence will have to play its very best to keep us out. What we've seen thus far this season, that hasn't been the case, even against lesser teams like Leicester in the first hour of that game. You know, they had a lot of control, a lot of, the, a lot of the ball. But this is also the same system that he played at the end of last season where we were slapping teams and going to Anfield and outperforming them and deserving a win. So a lot of it based on the relationship between Son and Kane and how good they play together. You know, we, we, do you remember the Aston Villa game when they were, we beat them 4-0? Well, they were disgusting part. that day. 
Yeah, they were. They were super overly zealous and aggressive. And yeah, that, they were disgusting, but they didn't let us settle. And that's what they were able oh, to I do. Mean, saying, saying, oh, I oh, Son and Kane, they were just disgustingly good. But yeah, Villa were vile as well. But, yeah, but you know what I mean, though, is, is that they, they tried to stop us. And, and because the chemistry between the three of them up top was unreal, there's nothing they could do about it. If Son and Kane play well against Arsenal, then there's very little they can do to stop them. Um, and we, we're starting to see that, that the well we saw it against Leicester if they can if they're, if they're clicking then Spurs will play well but we've been getting in a position where we've been giving them the ball in, in this 3-4-3 system giving them the ball and they've not performed and you're relying on players as good as Kane and Son to be at least 80% of of, of, of their ability but the large parts of the season apart from Kane's movement in the box and he's tapping goals he's got 5 and 6 that's 5 Five, six and seven, whatever he's got. But the the chemistry and combination between the front three hasn't been there, and certainly between Son and Kane. But it, they've they've scored more, scored and assisted more goals than anybody in Premier League history. It's only a matter of time before it clicks again. So it's all fine. <sighs> Jack, <laughs> why, why are you so calm about all this? Because like, what can we do about it? What can we do? We get angry to... and like just. <laughs> Why? 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 You finish this, you get angry, you shout, punch a wall, and then what? Shout about them being, you know, dead and dusty ballers and all that sort of thing. You know? I, I, yeah, I'm not. It's, look, the, the, what will be will be. We can't do anything about it. It's as stressful as it is anyway. But we are a very, very good side with some world class players, with a world class manager that will drill into them how important it is. This isn't fucking. This isn't Martin Yoles Tottenham. As good as, as as fun as that was that time, this isn't them. This isn't the one, uh, the team in the nineties. I've said it on this pod, pod already is we're different, different gravy now, different club, different mentality, everything. It's um, we they'll be worried about us coming there, and what does that say? How long how long has it been about them being worried about us going to there? Maybe five years. That's been the case. They'll be worried about us. Do Do you remember? I'm sure you do remember. Um, back. We we had Marcus Leafby when we were doing the fighting cup. Together. <laughs> oh, yeah, and he came and he came on for that episode that time. But then afterwards, he wanted to do that little mini documentary <laughs> about the North London derby, and that was like peak Yol era, wasn't it? No, that was was it Yol? I thought that would have been um, no, it wouldn't. It's not Yol because we hadn't started the podcast. Was it, it was early Redknapp. Redknapp. Yeah. yeah, it was when like Adi Bayor and and <laughs> we know, went and yeah. it was going to the Emirates, wasn't it? And we were just like, this is this is this is the season. <laughs> When we turn the corner, this this is it. And he did yeah. that big, like dramatic. It was like it was a really nice little. Is yeah, it, it still was. online anyway? I, I, I don't know. But... Liftby's big ten. It was. I think it yeah. is. This is this is us. Um, ten years ago, eleven years ago, I think now. Yeah, it was all poetic and all this sort of nice stuff, and then it, it ends on that freeze frame of us celebrating <laughs> our was... us going two nil up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it, it stopped. Yeah, and then there's just a line. Unfortunately, Tottenham lost five two, didn't it? Like, do you know <laughs> Because it yeah, completely, yeah, yeah. obviously, fucked their whole production as well. Like, <laughs> that's it, mate. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Look, and um, and we got over that, didn't we? We got past that. It was fine. Just about. Yeah, we did, and we, you know, things turned, the corner turned, and like I say, like we're set up to, you know, we. I know it's not about this, and there's much more to football, but financially, you know, we we are bigger than Arsenal now, and that's fundamentally what drives. Um, sustained uh, performance is about how much money your club 
generates. No, don't um, you become like Mo Hader, mate? Like, don't none of this like net spend. Not talking about net spend. I'm talking about the amount of money and the size of our football club yeah, now. It I means know. that we can I'm never re- beat them. We will. We will beat them. Do you, uh, do you think it's? Do you think the internet makes this stuff worse? Because yeah, fucking tons worse. I was talking to some lad on Twitter the other day about like he was just like, you know what the funny thing is? Like, I grew up seeing them win the league at White Hart Lane, but I remember that day being happy because we'd actually drawn with them. Yes, and not lost to them. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I know. I, I was obviously pissed off that they do, but I sort of my, my analogy, Tim, was like it was like ants getting angry at the noise of a jumbo jet flying overhead. <laughs> you know, like we were just we were just so far away from them that it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, it didn't really feel like. That's great. And ah. uh, yeah, yeah. Look, it, no, no. Look, the internet has made support following football infinitely worse. I find it horrible now. It's so anxiety ridden. But maybe it's just because we're good, though. Maybe Tottenham being good has coincided with the internet existing because it feels so much more fraught now. Because it's like, please, please don't go back to where we were, Tottenham. Even though it was oddly more sort of comfortable and fun. Hundred percent, it was. It was so like the the mid table mediocrity is a very comfortable place it's to a exist good laugh, in. Isn't it? It's no stress there. There's no expectation and no stress, and the the inevitable arrival of failure was almost comforting. <laughs> the problem with us when we were going for the league under Pochettino is that every game, last year. When we had Burnley at home, one of the most nerve-wracking experiences of my... It was absolutely horrible. And that was Burnley at home because so much was riding on it. And, and it, because we're not used to it as Spurs fans, we haven't, we haven't got the DNA. We haven't grown up, certainly of our generation, generation, what are we, the millennials, I suppose. Yeah, um, yeah uh, the millennials is that we all we've experienced as Spurs is, is abject failure, pretty much. So these moments of... Where, where the fact that we've transformed into this different club, which is built regardless of not of whether we actually, we actually get success, is built for it, and that is strange for us. Uh, that's not who we, we certainly our generation. That's not what the Tottenham we knew, and that's why I think it's uncomfortable when every game feels like a cup final. I but, 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 but I'm saying all this. Liverpool fans think they're going to win the league every year. I spoke to. Another, you know, Paul Machen who does the Redmond TV, and him after a draw like that Fulham draw, it was like I've never seen him so low. So they, I think it's the same for everybody else. Like, do you not think? Do you not think that hashtag Arteta out won't be trending several times this season? Oh yeah, absolutely will be. And there's there's going to be people there with their powder dry waiting for because so many of them went big. I mean, I think they they somebody posted up a little screenshot of like their form last you know it's kind of like just remember this is where we've come from with Arteta it was like they, I think it was like their last 12 games they'd won like 9 out of, lost about 9 out of 12 or something and I remember this run thinking like how is he going to survive this how is he going to get through this yeah and you know what football fandom's like you know there were people even like it when Pochettino was in charge of us when we were challenging for titles and getting to Champions League finals there was still a hardcore of people that were waiting for those losses to say this isn't the man to take us forwards we're never going to get anywhere under him and people yeah. would probably say I'm the same about Conte because I've you know I've, I've been pretty open about the fact I don't love him and mm. every time I'll criticise him people will probably and I, I, there probably is a part of me that feels more emboldened to be more critical of him when he's you, you went early and we're not doing well <laughs> yeah you know but <clears throat> I, don't, I don't I like to think I'm not kind of I'm, you're I'm, not. I'm, I'm, I'm big enough and opinionated enough to actually own when I 
have said something wrong. I went big on Kulis- at first. The first time I watched Kulisevsky, I was like, ah, this is fucking, this kid's wank. You know, like, he's just not it. And he's fucking unbelievable now. I think he's probably our best player. Did you, you, you went after 20 minutes, didn't you? I think so, yeah. I was one of them. <laughs> Look at him, gangly legged. He ain't got nothing. He's his got gate, nothing his to... gate ain't right. His gate's that was wrong. it, his gate. The gate was the word. <laughs> I think I just saw somebody else say gate. I was like, I'm going to use that word. That's a good yeah. way of putting it. You know? <laughs> oh. Be fine, mate. All be good. And if it isn't, we've been here before. Tell us all about, mate, there's something very special happening for the North London derby in the fighting cock world, isn't there? What's going on? Well, the fighting cock social is back. I said, I tweeted, that's the first one in three years. We did one about six months ago. I completely forgot that we did. <laughs> well, what one was that? Did I go to that one? It was, I think I, I invited you, but I don't think you came. It was the Bournemouth. I oh, know we were playing Brentford. At, at, I think we drew one all at home. Um, and then we watched the, we watched the um, Dillian White and Fury fight later. Did you do it at the old place? Uh, was it O Bar, the one in EV, Waterloo? EV, EV Bar? Yeah, we did it there. Um, but the, we've got, we now got it. This uh, place called the Temple Brew House. It's amazing. Uh, it's, have you been there? Yeah, I went there just randomly off the cuff. So one of my old colleagues was like a real. I'm not. I'm not that big into. I like beer as much as anybody else. But you know, some people are passionate about beer. Yeah. My old colleague, he won't be listening, but Carlos, shout out to Carlos. He, uh, he, he was, he's a, he's a beer man. He yeah, loves yeah. all the different ones and whatever, all these different types of brews and stuff. And Temple Brew House, we went to after work once because we were in the area. It was like, we've got to go there. Come on, come on, come on. I'll treat you to one. I'll treat you to one. Yeah. That's how he used to talk. And he, um, and we sat down in this little, yeah, cave almost. Yeah, go you go downstairs and it's fifty different pints you can have. <laughs> yeah, before your boots, they're doing like breakfast stuff and um, sort of simple sort of burgers and whatnot if you're hungry. But um, yeah, from from ten o'clock it opens. Uh, it's uh, to be honest, there's, there's, it'll be sold out by this afternoon. So I'm not sure when this is coming uh, coming, but we're trying to work uh, something out where you get, um, people there get a, get a free beer. Everyone gets a free beer if Kane scores or something like that. Uh, I don't know the full details of the stuff they're coming up with, but yeah, man, it's, it's it's a good little venue, and um, we're gonna do lots of other bits and pieces with them going forward. But um, yeah, if you haven't been to a fine cut social, this is not a bad time to start showing up because they are are a lot of fun. They are great. They are, I watched the majority at so Barcelona. I watched great. the uh, the Man City away. Yeah, when uh, Sterling nice. scored the was it, when Sterling scored the goal right at the end, and I just stormed out and started walking <laughs> towards the train, and the door just flung open, and Charlotte just like howled out the door like it was offside, <laughs> and I just ran back in like sprinted back in to see everyone like yeah, jumping how, about like it was a goal. I love how you left your wife. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> fuck it. It's all all it can all go to shit. Everything. Yeah. Um, the the great thing about it is that the the, the 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 whole point of it was that it's it's ours. That bar is ours. It's Spurs for for the day. It's a Spurs pub, so there's no one coming in that isn't Tottenham. And and you know that everybody's in it together. Especially a game like this, which is going to be so nerve wracking for everybody. Everybody's in there together, feeling the same thing. And if we score, if we go one up, it will go off. It will absolutely go off. Have you got yeah. anyone hard there, just in case it gets rushed? Do you know what I mean? If some Arsenal fans hear about it, because <laughs> that's going to happen. Uh, yeah, John Bass is going to be there. He'll, he'll oh, do it. Just pick them all up when they chuck. Yeah, them. he'll probably be wearing his Stone Island as well, so they've got no chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Right, well, thank you for coming on today, mate. I appreciate, appreciate it. It's very last minute, and uh, I'm, I'm, I've appreciated you trying to, you know, get me back in a bit more of a an even keel sort of listen to this because I'm. Well, do you know what? I'm going to finish recording this. I'm going to go back to being on fucking Kulisevsky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Fucking Arsenal. I you can't do anything them. about it. Don't let them make make your day worse. They've got no idea how you're feeling, right? And you're allowing you're allowing Arsenal Football Club to impact how you feel currently, and you should never allow them to do that. It's Don't usually Chelsea rent-free in my head, but it's this lot now. Pigs. Pigs. Rats. Stink. Fucking stink. <laughs> uh, come on, you Spurs. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.